Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. Be run away. Oh, yeah. Doug and Donna, didn't they do a great job with that? Doug writing that intro. I love hearing it. Welcome back to the show, and we have a one hour left of Overnight America tonight. I hope you had a chance to listen to that interview with Bob Hamilton in the last hour. I'm going to post it online in a couple hours, you know, later tonight. So if you missed it, you can go to the Overnight America podcast. Or go to KMOX.com slash ONA. In the podcast section of our website, you can get Overnight America that way, too, and listen to it on your computer or Download it on your smartphone if you want to load it up on there. Text message that came in. Ryan, fantastic interview with Bob Hamilton. Loved every minute of it. Did you even like the moment when producer Mike made a special appearance in the interview? That's the question. I mean, that's when the they, they uh, hide the star till the very last segment. I see how that works out. If you want to call in and talk about Bob Hamilton, I would really enjoy hearing you talk about him. If you remember anything about him, that would be great. 314-436-7900. You can call or text that line or 800-925-1120. Ah, good old Bob and Johnny Rabbit. I'm glad we had him just, uh, what, two hours ago now? He came on the show and we were able to talk some stories about Bob Hamilton. Aww. Good friends, and it's amazing the great broadcast moments from Bob Hamilton and everything he was able to do. You know, The one story he, he heard during Kevin Kleen's whole other story was when... He was stuck in traffic. It was Charlie Brennan trying to get to the studio, stuck in traffic, couldn't get in, found someone else's cell phone in a car and said, Bob, I need you to stretch. So he stretched and did a 20-plus minute newscast. <laughs> you know how hard that is? That's impossible. You could never do that. I, as a radio host, am pretty good at treading water, as I like to call it. I could hold on to a subject just long enough if I really need to. But I can't imagine trying to do the news because you can't just make it up. Well, I don't know. Maybe Bob Hamilton was good at that, but I don't think I could. But he was just that talented, I guess. So one of the couple of things I wanted to get to here is looking more a little uh, at what's going on COVID here locally. And over on Channel 5, uh, KSDK, 
One in every 100 people within the St. Louis area likely have COVID-19. Wow, that's what Dr. Carza says, or at least would have tested positive. One in 100? Are you sure? That number seems a little high. So it says the rolling cases in the past 14 days per 1,000 are up to about 10 out of 1,000. And they say, well, if that was to equal out to you know 1 in 100, I guess 1 or 0.97 in 100 or whatever, but close enough. That would say if you're trying to replicate that across the whole metropolitan area, then I don't think so. You know, and part of that, I, why I don't believe it is because what you're doing is you're taking numbers from those that most likely have it because they have the symptoms, they feel bad, they want to get tested, and they go get tested. So you're looking at people that are symptomatic at least or have come in contact, so they're at a higher risk of testing positive. So it's not just a sampling of the general population. It's just that that does not work. But it could. But it could, but probably not. So Dr. Garza gives the updates. We've heard many updates from Dr. Garza, and I'm sure we'll hear more in the recommendations and things that happen there. Illinois, they're going through their whole problems right now, too. Governor Pritzker here. We're running out of time, and we're running out of options. Our growth in new cases is now exponential. The numbers don't lie. If things don't take a turn in the coming days, we will quickly reach the point when some form of a mandatory stay-at-home order is all that will be left. Oh, he's waiting for that. He's just like thinking, oh, I can't wait for that. He's sitting there looking at it. It's almost like he knows the day it's going to happen. He's got it on his calendar. It's circled in red five times. And every morning he wakes up and crosses another day off the calendar. Please let it be the day I get to force everyone to stay home. I feel it's like that with a lot of the different governors that have been implementing these things. It almost seems like a coordinated effort. Some of these states doing things at the very same time. Oh, here's a great text message from Big Al. It said, I loved Bob... He would tell me when I had snow days. Godspeed, Bob. Big Al. Oh, that is nice. Bob Hamilton would read the snow delays on KMOX. That's pretty neat. So that's what they say. Okay, going back to the KSDK thing, they're saying that based on what they're seeing, it could be one in 100 could have the virus, or at least at some point had the virus. I just don't believe that. I, I think that's a little bit exaggerated. I think the science doesn't really back that up in the sense that you're going to have to find um, a general sampling of the population, not just the ones that have become in contact or the ones that are showing symptoms. Those are the ones that are getting tested. It says new COVID-19 cases in the past week by the U.S. Uh, classification. So they're looking at where are the largest numbers, these outbreaks. And Axios did this story there as of November 14th, so just a couple of days ago. So the large metropolitan and the large fringe metro um, so I, th I think the large metropolitan would be us, like St. Louis City and County. The large fringe metro would be maybe St. Charles, if we we're trying to look at that. And the metro medium, which is 250,000 to a million people. Um, and then the small metros, the micropolitan and the non-core, less than 10,000 people. What you're starting to see, their averages are a little bit higher um, than the ones in the large metropolitan areas. It makes you wonder why that's happening. So if you're look, looking at the general population in the United States, they say rural communities have more vulnerable health care systems and more vulnerable populations, which may make it harder for them to get treated. I think the demographics, or I keep saying that, the geographics of the area really have helped some of the more rural areas because it becomes more self-contained as opposed to spreading very quickly across a large metropolitan area. But then again, 
The big question, at least here in St. Louis, in the system here, is that are the systems, are the hospitals being overloaded based on people from outside of our system coming in to get the treatment because their local systems can't handle it? And because of that, we're getting inflated numbers, which doesn't necessarily reflect what we see in St. Louis City County, and I guess the Metro East and uh, St. Charles, all of the ones that are considered as part of the main area here in the St. Louis Metropolitan, with Dr. Garza being the, the head of that. Could that be what's going on here? And then if that's the case, are we putting restrictions in the wrong place? I think these questions not necessarily are guided always with the the logistics or the logic. Sometimes I think politically speaking, you see a lot of people jumping on it pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Uh, let's go to Ed, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, just uh, what if testing is three to four months behind and the actual figures are double? I mean, that, that's as fair a question, and that has never been addressed. Uh, how far behind is the testing? Will it ever catch up? Can it ever catch up? So when you get tested, normally they try to get that to you within the first couple of weeks, right? So we've yeah. had other people on here say that if you were to test positive, they tell you right away. But if you're testing negative, they push it back, right? They don't tell you for a couple of weeks. Sure. So yeah. if that's the case, it's not months behind. It would be more or less probably like maybe a couple of weeks reflected. Normally, yeah. maybe like a two-week thing. And I think that's why they look at the 14-day rolling average. That's why they do that. Right. I've had two just because, you know, of my age and... Uh, some respiratory problems, um, and, you know, it, it's a beast. This is tough. Uh, you know, let's hope we get through it and, uh, do, you know, do whatever we can. You know, we have to do what we can. Uh, that's about all we can do. So did you have the swab in the nose both times, or did you have a blood test? Well, the first time it was the all the way up to the brain. That was no fun. The second time they, they did a two-nostril thing that wasn't quite... Uh, as invasive, and, and they came back with the results pretty quickly, you know, a matter of a couple of days, a um, couple of days. So apparently the tests are a little less invasive now, a little bit. Oh, okay. They're still not the most accurate. Did you see the whole Elon Musk testing fiasco that happened no. to him? No, no, missed that. So, missed that. so Elon Musk, uh, I guess, was showing symptoms as though they wanted to get him tested, or maybe it's just a precautionary thing because he was going to the SpaceX launch. So they gave him four tests, four tests, just to be sure, and he had two positive, two negative. <laughs> and he said, you got to be kidding me. So he's like, number one, I don't know if I am or not. So they had to go and retest, and they sent him to all different labs after that. But that does give you a lot of confidence that we're getting the yeah. most accurate uh, tests back here. No, then he's slipping a coin, so uh, uh, let's stay safe, buddy. Let's yeah, I think safe. so. Okay. All right, thanks, Ed. Have a good one. And some people, and Dr. Fauci even mentioned this, he said, what if we're catching the dead virus? So let's say you had it, you were showing no symptoms, and the virus just naturally died. Your immune system took care of it, and then eventually you became exposed, or at least the potential of being exposed. They decide to do the test, and they're catching the dead virus on you, thinking it's an active one because the test is being tricked. Could there be something like that? Maybe. Uh, that's the problem. The, the, even the testing, sometimes you find that you may show all the symptoms, and everything would say, Oh boy, you got it. And then it comes back negative. And then your doctor says, no, 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 this doesn't look right. We need to go get blood tests or we need to check the white blood cells. And the doctors are key when it comes to finding these things and using their best judgment. 
314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America. I wanted to welcome you to call in, and we have about 40 minutes. I'm going to be off tomorrow, which means I have a day off. I had a couple of extra vacation days I needed to use, and we just said, okay, let's use this day. I'll be putting the Christmas tree up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. You can tell in my voice that I sound very excited to put up the Christmas tree. my son who is six that is comedy gold whenever i play that instant smile and a laugh there's no way to get around it uh, i wanted to mention this too it's not just the united states we're seeing countries all across the world that are starting to ramp up the restrictions some even more so restrictive than what we're seeing in some of the states here prime minister of sweden said it's going to get worse and called for personal responsibility and by doing so he said in Starting November 24th, a law will go into effect that will apply for four weeks, and that law will ban on public events more than eight people at press conferences, um, and then just in general, he said at press conferences, he urged the population to do the right thing. So starting the 24th for four weeks, no more than eight people. It's called Public Order Act, not a recommendation. It'll be a law. (laughs) I like how he says, take personal responsibility. By doing what we are telling you to do and you're forced to do under penalty of law. So it's going to be worse, they say. Sweden's limit on attendees right now was reduced to 50 in March. Now it's down to 8. I see people online posting things. And I feel really bad for all the people that had weddings and other large events. And when I say large, I mean relative to what large for COVID would be. Which would mean, you know, still a somewhat small gathering, not like a large wedding, what you'd be used to seeing, or funerals or any of these things that are going on. And now they're trying to figure out how they're going to handle this. And we've already had different news reports back in March where you had different venues that were booked. You had caterers who had the food. You had all of these things that were non refundable and it wasn't their fault. And the venue would not allow them to continue on the way they wanted to based on the restrictions in the city and county. They couldn't get refunds, things like that. I wonder how many people are going to run into these restrictions because they wanted to continue on with their wedding. And they thought, certainly, if we can just get this down to 25 people, we'll be okay. And now they want to drop it down to 10. And restaurants and all these other problems, they don't want to uh, lose the business. And who knows what happens there? It just has a bad effect. I, I do look at the county and I look at the way that they hassle these restaurants. It makes you wonder, with all the different restaurants and organizations that are getting involved in this lawsuit or at least the potential of it, because they're being unfairly singled out. It makes me wonder how these restaurants are going to survive after this, honestly. I mean, and the people that work for them, they're going to have to be laid off. They're not going to be able to put the the same effort in if the indoor dining is no longer available. And think of all the things that are normally what they make their money on, you know, the drinks and things that they normally consume while they're inside, things that you wouldn't normally get during takeout. And because of that, you can't just rely on takeout all the time. I know some of these restaurants and businesses have tried really hard, but what's going to happen? You're going to have all these great, wonderful local restaurants that are going to struggle yet again, the ones that barely made it to begin with, but somehow find a way out. You're going to have like only chain restaurants and fast food after all of this. That's what's going to be left. Is that what you want? I, I, I totally feel terrible 
um, for all of the different restaurants that has to go through this. Yeah, I said totally feel terrible. Like it's back in the 90s and I'm a valley girl. 314-436-7900. The other thing is I saw this story on the BBC. It says lockdown has affected your memory. Isn't that strange? It said if since lockdown you have found it hard to remember to email uh, someone, summon the words you need, or have forgotten to buy the milk, you're not alone. Oh, thank goodness. I thought just in general that I would have to go see a doctor because I just forget to do things. Maybe I'm just absent-minded in certain ways, and you go through the routines of your house and this or that. It said data, of course, is not exactly concrete because of uh, COVID, but in a survey conducted by the Alzheimer's Society, half of relatives said that their loved ones' memories have gotten worse, and they began living more isolated lives. Isn't that the truth, though, when you start to age? If you've had this in your own family, you probably have witnessed this firsthand. What you have witnessed firsthand is that when they lose the will to socialize or go out or to have a routine or do anything, there is a extremely fast decline mentally in your relatives, your grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever, whoever it may be, your parents. And you see that when they lose that will to do anything. And it's, it's, ter- it's terrible. It's sad. And you see the decline, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And look what the lockdown does. It basically gives you the incentive to give up. <laughs> it's, you can't go anywhere anyway, so I guess I'll sit down and watch the news all day and do nothing else. And you don't st- find ways to stimulate yourself. I noticed that my grandma, well into her 80s, had this stationary bike she would ride every day. She always cooked in a certain way. She had a certain routine. She called her friends. The neighbors across the street would come over. They'd play Scrabble or Pinnacle or Euchre or whatever it may be. And she tried to always stimulate and tried to stay active in that way. And that, I truly believe, extended her life some because she was extremely mentally smart. And all the way up until past 90, she was mentally sharp. And then eventually it just took over and you couldn't do anything about it. But I feel like the ones that have issues with it earlier, they just don't stimulate the mind enough. And that's like a common thing. And it's not just the study that says it. I think in general, when we isolate ourselves, it just gives us more of an incentive to give up. And I hate to hear that. I hate to see that. University of California research beginning on how the lockdown has affected people's memories. It's reported that even some of the amazing people who usually remember events like buying cinema tickets 20 years earlier may have become highly... Uh, forgettable. The things that they always would have remembered, they forget. You notice that too? The the stories that they used to tell, they forget the details of them towards the end. I, that's scary to me. That's scary. You may have witnessed, you may have seen these things firsthand. Uh, let's see, text message. In the state of Iowa, the governor just closed down all bars and restaurants starting at 10 tonight. And if you are in a building of more than 15 minutes, you will have to wear a mask. Yeah, there's all these individual regulations that different states are doing, some worse than others. Michigan, of course. I feel like Governor Whitmer really prefers to give people a hard time on purpose. <laughs> In the California, terrible. I mean, what was the number? 94% of the people living in California are under the harshest restrictions in the country. And then in Washington, you're seeing these things, too. So you, you see some of these areas that are just going above and beyond with the restrictions. And we're going right back to where we were before. 314-436-7900. Uh, two things. 
One, what is the age you start to feel old? There's a study and there's a number on the age where you start to feel old. I'm 37 and I already feel old. And I saw that comedian Sinbad suffered a stroke. This is terrible. Uh, so I want to talk about that too because I'm, I love his comedy. I think he's hilarious. So we'll get both of those coming up next on Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. I wanted to read this one email that came in from Jeff, who listened to the special last hour on Bob Hamilton. I'm going to be posting that interview online pretty soon in the Overnight America podcast page. Just do a quick search for Overnight America, and you'll be able to find it in there in the next couple of hours by the morning, certainly. But Jeff wrote, as a kid, my mom worked at KMOX TV. Said the radio studios were on the third floor. I was an only child. My mom was well-liked and respected by all. I had the run of the place. I met indoor one TV and radio, including Miss Blue. I met and talked to Bob Hamilton on a few occasions, a couple of times in the break room, second floor, coffee break room. He was always pleasant, laid back, remembered my name. He seemed like a really nice person. Sorry to hear about his death. Aww. Well, thank you for sharing that memory. That was really nice. I wish we had some other people that had memories of uh, Bob Hamilton that could call in. That'd be really nice, too. 314-436-7900. A very extremely special broadcaster in person that so many people loved. So I wanted to bring this one survey out. What age do you officially start feeling old? Because I feel old now. I mean, I... 
I uh, do it all the time. I say, honey, I'm getting old. I'm sorry, but soon you're going to have to take care of me. So the study finds that the average person starts to feel old at the age of 47. So right before 50, you would think that everyone keeps pushing things back. You know how they say uh, 60 is the new 50 or 50 is the new 40 or whatever it is. They bring that and it makes it sound like you're feeling better longer. But maybe we're going in opposite age because I thought... Really, you feel old at 50, if I had to guess. But 47 seems a little young, even if it's just by a few years. They say the age is more about a state of mind than the date of your birth. They surveyed 2,000 Americans, and over 40 is challenging. This says the average American starts feeling old at the age of 47. This says the average respondent starts to really worry about their body right around 50 years old. Well, that makes about sense. Un. Stoppable passage of time. There's only so much you can do. Fears of losing our minds in old age, much like the BBC article about COVID-19 affecting our memories being stuck indoors and says fears of losing our mind. The 56% of Americans worry about their brain health on a regular basis. 25% lose their train of thought once per day. 20% lose their train of thought multiple times a day. Hmm. 58% frequently forget people's names. Oh, this is bad. I'm in all of these categories, and I'm a radio talk show host. This is not looking good for me. I see these things, and the numbers look low. Lose their train of thought once or twice a day. That's about 45% of people. I'm in there. 38% say they need a few moments to remember their significant other's birthday. Well, that's a guy thing. It's Right? That's pretty much every guy. Oh, I don't remember my special dates. I do have to stop and think. I don't know it right off the top of my head. There's a lot of dates I should probably uh, remember, but I don't. 84% said they're doing nothing to boost their brain health. What should you do? What do you do to boost your brain health? But that was the survey. I makes me wonder uh, if there's a future for me here, and maybe hopefully there's something that could change so I don't get in too much trouble. Now, Fox News put this article out there, and a few others are reporting it. Sinbad, the comedian, suffers a stroke, family says. Uh, He's on his way to a recovery, which is good. Uh, It says that the family said in a statement to the Associated Press that it is out of severe love that we share Sinbad, our beloved husband and father, is recovering from a recent stroke. Sinbad, in the light of a source of uh, for many generations, his comedy is hilarious. There was one time he was at our studios here at KMOX, and, you know, when the celebrities come in, you don't really stop and say something that's kind of, you know, tacky when they're coming in for an interview to, like, stop them in the hallway. It's it's not something you're supposed to do. But I almost did it because it's Sinbad, and (laughs) I remember him. He was so great, so funny. This is something that I thought would be appropriate to to do this. And what they're saying is that um, beginning his road to recovery, faithful and optimistic that he'll bring laughter into our hearts soon, and I believe that too. I think he will recover. He's been in so many great shows, great, great shows. In movies and things that I remember from when I was a kid. First Kid was one of them. We Remember, we had the actor from First Kid on not that long ago because he was running for president. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. But, he, you know, he was in a bunch of other movies. The What's the Jingle All the Way? The one with Schwarzenegger where they try to get that action figure. That's great. So to kind of give you an idea of Sinbad, I don't know if you've listened to his stand-up lately. This is from 2010. He did a special. And considering I was doing this one 
article about when a person starts feeling old at the age of 47. This is perfect. I thought this really fits in. So let's do this for tribute to Sinbad tonight. I don't know when I started getting tired. Everybody here, anybody here over 35, 40, remember you, you sit there, it's like 9 o'clock at night, and you look at your wife, oh, it's 9.30. Where did the day go? It's 9.30. And you talk about that for an hour. It's 9.30. We better go to bed and get out these clothes. So you're young, you just jump out your clothes. You got, it takes time. Could you get that button for me? My hand, my hand's locked up. You help me to the dress. Get my shoe, can you get my shoe? It's swole up, I can't get it off. I told you to get it off earlier. You can't go to dinner at seven. You can't, ooh, that's crazy. Trying to go to dinner at seven? Well, it's gonna be nine o'clock by the time we get back. You already tired before you leave. It's already seven, by the time we get there, it'll be seven, seven thirty, seven forty-five. You don't wore yourself out trying to get to the car. How many times have you dressed up to go out and you mess up and sit down? Do you still want to go? I sat down now, I don't need to go. You're the two best dressed people looking at the closer. I'm glad we didn't go, I'm glad too. I thought you wanted to go, I never want to go. <laughs> oh man i remember my wife and i watched that special it's called where you been it's from 2010 it's not his most recent stand-up it's one you know 10 years old at this point and there's some things that are dated in there like you know he talks about president obama so you know that was pretty popular then you know 2010 it's still his first term so some of the things are a little dated but things like that oh we'd laugh so hard i think i was crying when i watched that because it felt like he was describing exactly us. My wife and I are exactly like that. Do we want to go? Uh, no, not really. I'm not going to go. Come back at 7 o'clock. That's crazy. Now that we got kids, it's a little different. I mean, it's an automatic no. But this really did describe us in a lot. <laughs> Even when before we had the baby, when our son was old enough that we can trust that he can go to someone's house or, you know, one of his friend's house, or they'd say, oh, we'll, we'll watch him for a couple hours if you guys want to go out to dinner. We'll look at, look at each other. Oh, this is great. We're exactly this way. We, we have to, like, force our way out. And then when we finally get there, we think, ah, do we just pick him up early? Do we come back? Ah, maybe. No. Okay, we still have another hour. What are we going to do? Ah, I don't feel like doing this. What do, ah. And then we, we do that exact same thing. And if you're at the house and you're going to do something and you sit down and you get comfortable, you think, uh, we're not going anywhere. And it's so true that you look at each other and say, oh, I didn't want to go. Oh, you didn't want to go. I didn't want to go either. I thought you wanted to go. Just like that. That's just what happens when you get old. Uh, my bones, my bones, I'm getting old. So Sinbad, uh, <laughs> a lot of people love him. They look at his stand-up comedy and it is well respected his catalog of his jokes and things he's just a well loved uh type of comedian we wish him full recovery i hope that he gets back in into the swing of things and that stroke doesn't slow him down we hope that he can get back out and doing exactly what he wants to do we have one more segment left if you want to talk about getting old you can it's overnight america kmox now back to overnight america on kmox Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And now, another moment of Ryan Recker getting old. Oh, my bones. Ah, 
I do. I, I feel old all the time. Wake up and, you know, it's not as, always easy to put your socks on anymore. Ugh, I'm getting old, getting old. My shoes are slip-ons now. <laughs> I'm getting old. Ugh, my bones. Uh, I don't move around as fast as I used to. If I have to run somewhere, it almost feels like if I'm running somewhere, it's not back in the day when I was athletic and I could at least play a sport or do a sport and just have fun with it and at least put up a challenge. Though I wasn't really good at it, at least I was able to get around. Now I can't even get around. It's like a slow start. I'm getting old. Ah. One person texted in, Hey, Ryan, old is when your only child is turning 40 today and now has doubled your age. Wow. That's old. Yeah, I hear you. You got me beat on the old thing. You got me beat. If you're feeling old with me, just do a quick stretch real quick. Ugh. Oh, ow. You know, you hurt yourself stretching. Ah, pull. Oh, you boy. pull something. I know. Pull uh, pull your shoulder. You ever stretch and you like hurt the top of your shoulder? And you think, how did that happen? There's nothing that even came in contact with that. And the next thing you know, you're like cocking your head to one side. You're like, oh, I can't move. Oh, my shoulder. Ah. And my wife always thinks it's just I'm trying to shame her into giving me like a shoulder rub or a back rub, which really isn't the case. It would be nice. Don't get me wrong. But my expectations are low. I know it's not going to happen. It's just because I am in extreme pain for, what, 30 seconds, and then eventually it starts to go away. Then it probably takes a good 24 hours before it's fully gone. You got to watch out. Here's a story from KMOX.com. In fact, I have a couple of tech stories I want to get to in a moment, but this one I wanted to do. So former St. Louis area Boy Scout leader pleads guilty to child molestation and threatening the victims. You can see his mugshot online from the St. Charles County Prosecuting Office. 51-year-old Matthew Baker, first charged two years ago when more victims uh, since have come out into public. He was sentenced to life in prison after the plea. Uh, O'Fallon native abused five children, including two which are his relatives, between 2010 and 18. This is, um, it's so strange when people have different experiences than you and you did very similar things growing up because, you know, I went to a Catholic school, didn't have any issues. Uh, But, you know, we've talked about it on the show and we've seen even here in St. Louis when they open up their records and they see the complaints that came for some of these priests who now their names have been published, the ones that had complaints against them. And you see just what a terrible track record the Catholic Church had when it came to keeping these priests accountable for the terrible things they were accused of. You know, sandbagging in a way where they couldn't, uh, they, they tried to evade prosecution and they would move these priests around and they would do the same thing in different areas. And he's all it's just terrible, terrible, terrible things that they did to these kids and really were not held accountable for it. And I was also in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. And, I, of course, no issues. Then other people have other issues. It was like a joke in the 90s. You remember they used to joke about it in Saturday Night Live. They had Alec Baldwin as a predator Boy Scout uh, captain or coach or what did you call him? Boy Scout leader? And you, you saw these things and you're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. But you didn't realize just this was a thing that people, this happened to some people. Just terrible, absolutely terrible that people would prey on children like that. And when I was growing up, Boy Scouts was great. It was something my dad and I would be able to do. It was it was like an activity for us that we kind of both enjoyed. Like we'd go out and camp and fish 
and get merit badges and things, you know, and it was fun for him because of the other parents involved. He was, you know, he became friends with the other dads that were involved. And it was just the thing we did. And it was him getting out of the house, me getting out of the house. I played with uh, the other Boy Scouts. We did all of our Boy Scout stuff. A lot of uh, capture the flag and, you know, football and soccer and camping and campfires and cooking and, you know, learning things here and there. But it was just fun. It was a fun thing to do. One of our Boy Scout leaders just passed away a couple days ago, 77 years old. And I'm friends still with some of them on social media. And I see that and I think, man, he was such a such a great guy and never had any issues. I think mostly because, you know, when your own parents are involved and they keep a close watch on things, but you're also with, you know, people that you know, it makes it a little bit less risky, I guess. But then you read stories like this. Um, charged in October 2018 in St. Charles County, statutory sodomy involving children under the age of 12, uh, including abusing an 8-year-old boy while playing a board game in a basement. Uh, this just makes you sick when you see these things. Charged with allegedly fondling multiple young boys and abusing an 8-year-old girl. Uh, this is so terrible. You can see the story at KMOX.com, but uh, you, you see these things and you think, man, I just don't understand. It's, it's amazing how you can have similar experiences, as in, hey, both of these things I experienced, but never saw any of it. There was a couple of tech stories I wanted to talk about. We're talking about brain health and things. I don't know if you saw this, but hey, playing video games apparently good for your mental health. New research shows the Oxford Internet Institute, part of the University of Oxford. I didn't realize there was an Internet Institute at some higher learning education institutions they focused on playing nintendo's animal crossing and plants vs zombies by electronic arts it said that data includes game makers on how long each participant had played the video game and the information was linked to a survey that talked about how they enjoyed it their experiences they found that the amount of time spent playing was a small but significant positive factor in their well-being i know that there's a lot of people that listen right now that play video games i have some on social media that reach out to me and they would do different things. There is a awesome video game type of like, uh, I don't want to say a conference because it really doesn't count as that, a convention. It's a little bit small to be a convention, but a lot of people show up. You know, you get thousands of people that come out and it was in St. Charles last year. I don't think they did one this year because of COVID. But the, you know, the the video game conventions here, the game cons, those are cool, you know, and people really love this and it does make them happy. And, Animal Crossing being one of those games on the Nintendo, it's a game that my son could play. We got it last, uh, well, let's see, at the start of the pandemic. A lot of people recommended it. They said it's easy enough where adults love it, kids love it too. So I took that recommendation. We purchased a Nintendo Switch, which is the new system. We bought Animal Crossing, and we played it all the time. He loved it. I loved it. We still talk about it. You know, we don't play it as much anymore because, you know, after five months or whatever, six months, that all... Once in a while, you start to, you know, you lose some interest in the games. It's not as fun as it used to be. But he loves it, and he learned the mechanisms of this, and we would talk about things, and you'd design and build your island and do all these different things. And it did. It was very fun. But then I learned if you go too far, you play too much, and you let a kid play too much. Bad for his mind. Gets, uh, you know, a little bossy after a while. So you got to find that right medium, I guess. And it did help me as an adult to kind of cope with, you know, trying to figure out things. Now that we have an extra kid, you know, we got the baby. Oh, video games are out the window. Not a chance do I have time for that stuff anymore. 
But how about that? Your mental health, if you want to play some Animal Crossing, it may help. Nintendo Switch it is. Just don't play the ones that have very complicated storylines and things. Find something easy. Uh, here's another one from... That, uh, by the way, was from Sky News. This is from ZDNet. And they said that Alexa can now guess what you want before you even ask for it. How scary is that? I feel like everyone's listening. Every device is listening. There's a potential to listen everywhere. So Amazon engineers are looking at Alexa's algorithm to kind of help with a virtual assistant to guess users' requests and offer to resolve them. So, for example, after being asked how long a cup of tea should brew for, Alexa would be able to suggest setting a timer for the number of minutes recommended. So if you say, how long should a tea, how long do you need to um, put this tea in for? It would say, boop, boop, would you like me to set a timer for two minutes? You know, they try to figure things out like that the engineers are trying to improve it you know what that says to me and this is just me being me it says to me that they're uh, admitting that they're just listening all the time they're admitting that oh i know what you're going to do because i've used all of these hours of data i've transcribed your messages and your words and your thoughts because we can read minds now yep they can read minds and then unless you're wearing the tinfoil hat then they can't read the mind of course i uh, everyone knows that but then they start to use that and they try to make it sound like it's a convenience factor for you. So we're going to intrude on your privacies, but don't worry. Things are going to get very convenient for you. So it's a nice trade-off. Don't ever <laughs> buy into that, by the way. It says chatting with Alexa should be a natural experience. That's what they're trying to do. A natural language where you can just talk right into it and it knows exactly what you're doing. Um, no less challenging as a process is trying to figure out how to use the first request and move it into the, the next things. But somehow they know, don't they? Isn't it scary and sad the way technology is just so intrusive anymore where they just know too much? I would almost be afraid that they would give you a recommendation on accident while you had friends over in something embarrassing. And because of it being embarrassing, you know, your friends look at you and say, oh, what have you been talking to your Alexa about? Almost sounds like a Seinfeld type of setup, doesn't it? Well, that will about do it for us here on Overnight America. Uh, I would like to mention I'll be out on Tuesday, tomorrow, and Mike Ferguson will be filling in, so you're in good hands. I'll be back again Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have all kinds of great guests scheduled. I know Charlie Brennan's joining us on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be posting the interview that I had with Bob Hamilton, who passed away just last Thursday night at the age of 82. If you missed that interview, or maybe you'd like to share it on social media, or maybe you'd like to uh, just you know download it on your phone, your computer, just so you have it, you can hold on to it. That's a nice thing you can do. If you go to the KMOX.com website and go into the podcast section, you can find Overnight America right in there. I'm on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. I guarantee you I can't listen to you through your social media, but there's no guarantees if Facebook is. Twitter, at Ryan Recker, and just go download the podcast. It would mean a lot to me if you did that. Otherwise, have a great night, sleep well, and we will be back, well, tomorrow with Mike Ferguson, and I know that you'll uh, enjoy it. We'll see ya. Enjoy the replay hours. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the telephone
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.